Ooh. Hey, don't spook me like that. Okay. Today on Deskpop, we're talking about childhood fears and some Pokemon updates. Okay. All right. Hello. Howdy. It's your favorite person in the whole wide world, Andy and Brian. Oh, we're one person. We're one person. That's nice. It's finally happened. We've merged. We got in an argument and are now in our get along shirt. And we are now considered one person. I have the right arm. And I have every other limb. Yep. (laughs) That's it. That's that. That's how this works. That's the shirt. If we were Power Rangers, I would be controlling the legs and the left arm of the Megazord, mm-hmm. and Brian would be the right arm. I'm the right arm, and I'm here to jerk something off. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of intros, here's ours. Wow! <laughs> wow, that was so good. How smooth am I? Wow! Welcome to Desk Pop. Welcome. Uh, that I always try to go out of my way to make sure to say the name of the podcast. I appreciate that in the because first couple of seconds, just yeah. to remind us what we're doing, and to remind the listeners that they are not listening to music or no. the last podcast on the left. They are listening to yeah desk pop. Because sometimes I forget, just because like we sound so similar, you know. Sometimes I forget that we're not talking about murder. Yeah. Y'all want to hear some true crime stories? Because we're not telling. Literally listen to anything else. Every other podcast in the world. Every other podcast has a... Sorry. Not sorry. Ooh. That's the name of our other podcast. Whoa, that's our true true crime podcast. Sorry, not (laughs) sorry. Sorry, not sorry. And that's the... We uh, interview murderers who don't regret their murder. Sorry, not sorry. We are murderer apologists, just to be clear. How... I'm pretty sure Netflix is going to release a documentary called Sorry Not Sorry, the story of some notorious murderer. I'm sure that's going to happen. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. There's still room for O.J. Simpson. Possibilities, which O.J. Simpson has his own thoughts on the matter. Yes. He recently joined Twitter. Yes, he did. I know you were very giddy to show that to me and his messaging glory. Yeah, and I was very excited to partake and and see these messages. It was it was wonderful. So OJ Simpson has recently joined the world of Twitter, and immediately has committed some very weird messaging. I don't know. He slid in the DMs, but you know what he slid in the DMs with a knife. So multiple multiple knives. Yes. Yes. Very fitting for him. And very interesting for us to cover in our podcast. Yeah. See, we're not. And I like how we made a joke about not covering murders. But we are talking about a murderer. And here's how he did it. Or how you would have done it. Did that book ever release? Uh, No, I believe the publishing company dropped it. I I remember that, but... I wasn't sure if the I don't book know. ended up selling. Yeah, I don't know. I can and look that up right now. It's. I mean, I guess we could pirate it. I wouldn't want to buy it because I don't want I him want to profit. I want to support OJ. 
it's just weird how he's kind of I mean a lot of people are still against him but overall I think he's kind of off the hook oh, everyone yeah, just no. kind of laughs and shrugs it off like ah oh, he did it and then that's it I cannot tell if these are actual <laughs> like I remember the cover of the book had huge letters that said I did it and then inside of the yeah. I it said if I yeah here it is if I did it as a book by ghostwriter Pablo something and OJ Simpson in which OJ Simpson puts forth a hypothetical description of the murders of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman Simpson's former manager Norman Pardo claimed that Simpson was not involved in writing the book, but rather accepted against Pedro's advice. $600,000 from Reagan Books and News Corporation to say he had written it and conduct an interview. The book was originally due to be published by Reagan Books, an imprint of HarperCollins. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, first release and its cancellation. So okay, so we'll the world will not get to know how he imagined himself doing it. Yeah, well, I think there's like there's a whole thing, and I don't know necessarily the. I'm not too familiar with the laws, but I know in in like uh, neither is OJ. Neither is OJ. <laughs> uh, but in my copyright law class basically there's something about if a killer tries to release a book to like profit off of it i think someone tried to make that illegal like i don't know there's there's some weird stuff about killers writing books that's interesting yeah like the they tried to take i don't know i'm not knowledgeable enough on the subject to talk about it freely right now without looking anything up but Look it up if you want. It's interesting, I guess. Yes. And I yeah. implore you to always, you know, be open to learning new things about the world on Learn the a new thing every day. That That's what I try to do. Yeah. Starting right now. Wow. So I've learned one thing today. Good job. And now I just have to learn something tomorrow and every following day until the day I've learned everything because I'm immortal and don't I cannot die. Mm. I've tried. Well, that's good. So you went camping <laughs> on the beach. Tell tell us a little did, bit about that. I did. So it was pouring rain yesterday. It was hailing. Uh, it was bad. <laughs> uh, I packed up my stuff. I went t- over to another friend's house so we could drive together. I'm thinking the whole time that I'm not going to spend the night because I'm like, I don't want to set up a tent in the rain, sleep in the rain, and then pack up my shit and go home in the rain. Like, that does not sound fun. Uh, Luckily for us, we got there. The rain had stopped. The ground was relatively dry for for the amount of rain that had happened, and it didn't rain and the rest of the day for us. (laughs) So (laughs) I think you've just now broken your streak here of... Every time we we give life updates uh-huh. and you go on a trip that's not to your boyfriend's parents' house. Yes. Something always goes wrong. Well, let me get to that. Oh, okay. Here we go. Um, there was a lot of drinking involved. I had quite a few jello shots. I also had some other beverages. Not very much food. The perfect recipe 
For murder. For murder. <laughs> Nancy Drew's on the case. Our uh, favorite crime <laughs> crime fighting murderer. I love that crime fighter. Uh no, but I got a little little wasty pants. I was trying to help uh tend to the fire and I might have fallen into all the firewood and uh Really? Brian lifts up his arm to show me <laughs> a giant, uh, what appears to be a cut, which is strange, because I would have expected it to look like a burn, but it appears to be it's, a cut. It's on not his, in the, it wasn't in the fire. On his forearm. It was just in the wood. Oh, and the non-yet-tossed firewood. Sh- yes. Okay, so I it thought was just you meant a firewood pile of that wood. after the fire had been out and it's still charred and hot, you, you fall I in. can see how I might have misled you to think that, but no, it was literally okay. just the wood. <laughs> I also scraped up uh, both of my legs and, yeah, this arm as well, which is the worst part. It's a pretty big, pretty big scrape. It's not quite a Let cut. Let me see it again. It's... Yeah, I mean, that it, it that hurts. would require two Band-Aids to <laughs> it cover. It hurts, yeah. That's, you need two Band-Aids. <laughs> we put Neosporin on it last night, so luckily that worked out. And, you know, I've been hungover You're... all day, so I haven't really been... Your intoxication level probably kept you from yeah. uh, feeling the full pain until now. Yeah, that's which is now a probably amplified because you're yeah. hungover. Yeah, nice. So, what have you been up to while I was having this camping adventure? Well, I had a shopping day yesterday. Oh, I spent. Um, we went to, or Dana and I went to, I think, Traders Village. Okay, it's about an hour away. I'm familiar. Huge flea market. I spent the whole time trying to find retro video games and or collectibles. There were two stores that I went to. Both were horrible. They didn't have anything. There was one place and it had nothing but sports games, Mm -hmm. like old Nintendo sports games, which are not very valuable. They're like one what or, do you mean? They're one or two gems. But There's that's, so much playback value in those old sports games. Yeah, they age so well. <laughs> um, but amongst all the rubble was one Nintendo 64 copy of Mario Party 2. Ooh. And if you're not in on the Mario Party collecting scene, 2 is the rarest one. If you're not down um, with the clown, then two, you are now. 2 is the most expensive one. Ooh. Now, whenever I got my copy, it was about... It was about $60, but the price has been steadily going down because they released it on the eShop on the Wii mm-hmm. U. Um, so I knew that it was kind of valuable, but it was in this glass case on top of all these other sports games, and it had been placed in a way that the title was facing up and it was right side. Like It, it, it looked staged. It was like mm-hmm. the scene from Indiana Jones where he finds the idol and the spotlight's on it, and he's right. like, oh. and I'm like... So did you switch out? another n64 game cartridge that you had with you uh as quickly as possible as to not set off the wait alarm you know i wish i would have but i didn't ah i sat there weighing my options because i thought well if he doesn't know anything about this he'll probably sell it to me for like 10 15 dollars i can stop by gamestop on the way back and get maybe 20 30 dollars for it interesting and then that'll be that and I, i could just make some money um I finally just decided, you know, what's the worst that could happen? I asked him, like, oh, hey, how much do you want for this? And he was like, 
no hesitation 50 bucks and i was like okay (laughs) he knows he knows he knows i'm not the first person that's why the spotlight was there i had to play dumb and be like whoa i I had a nintendo when i was a kid i love mario like why is it so expensive it's crazy i'll give you a nickel for it and so i was like i don't uh whatever and he's like oh well i'll make a deal with you i'll give it to you for 40 and i'm just like nope i'm out of here i just like i can't imagine like just a normal consumer obviously you know what that the game is worth and, and such but i just imagine just someone who enjoys retro video games walking in who's not like a you know a huge enthusiast yeah it's like oh how much for the mario i have great memories of mario party and it's like 50 bucks You're like what the fuck yeah yeah <laughs> i'll well, make a deal with you ten dollars off it'll be 40 it was it, it sucked but i ended up not buying anything there after yeah. looking you didn't want any of the uh fake pokemon cards or i didn't find anything like that really the, there were a lot of bootleg pokemon plushies though yeah and i was close to getting a couple but i didn't um there was one polyrath figurine and it was about this big mm-hmm. and it was so detailed and i <laughs> you could I, see every little hair on polyrath's body i'm really mad i didn't get it yeah it was it was in another case with a whole bunch of other figurines and i just didn't want to deal with there was yeah. a language barrier b- between me and the shop owner and i didn't want to be like oh i want the polyrath and they don't know what polyrath is that's why so you just you talk describe. louder yeah if when you they talk don't louder, understand you you just talk louder until they get it <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mom <laughs> but Jeez. uh yeah, so I didn't want to yeah. deal with trying to describe what it looked like and which one I wanted and like a huge case full of them, so I just didn't get it. Um, then after that, we went to the mall and I was walking around and, uh, oh, well, first of all, there was another store I went into and okay. it was a bunch of Japanese collectibles and this guy running this store was the weirdest, most uncomfortable person I'd ever met, both he makes you feel uncomfortable and he just looks like he's just uncomfortable. Hmm. And he walks up to me and I forget what was the first, what the first thing was that he said, but he started talking about anime and I'm a casual. I watch Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Fairy Tale, Full. If it's on Netflix, I've seen it. Um, that's about it. And I, yeah, I'm working on it. But he's like talking to me about all this obscure anime stuff. And I've made it pretty clear that I don't watch a lot of anime. I don't consume a lot of it. And he's still just on me about it. Yeah. And he was talking to me about how, what was it? Um, Evangelion. Yeah. It's uh, on Netflix now. Yeah. They raised the ages of all of them because it's considered child porn if they didn't. And they're all 14. And that he's, makes sense. And he's mad that they did that. And in the original, like some some fourteen year old girl died, and the bad guy like masturbated over her, and he's mad that they got rid of it, and like yeah, there's some weird masturbation scenes in that. He was really upset. It's interesting that- too. If I want, I can pause you real quick. It's interesting that someone is upset. They've already consumed the media, so whatever they consumed it in is you know the correct version or whatever. Yeah. So they they already know, but they're mad that instead of making, the world doesn't know the world doesn't know it was supposed to be a 14 year old like i just i i often wonder Me i too. often have strong feelings about things for ridiculous reasons Me. and 
I don't think I've ever had strong feelings about something like as ridiculous as that. Yeah. So I'm being lectured on this. Yeah. And he's really getting into the detail. Sure. And he starts talking about other shows that kind of do the same thing. And I'm just very uncomfortable listening to like, this is, I, I, it was just horrible. And the moment that started, that interaction started to hap- happening, Dana fucking mashed that escape button and was just out of there. Yeah. So just, I, I was just like trying to maneuver my way out of the conversation. He just kept going. Yeah. And he could have been talking about anything else. Oh, there was one part where he was, some anime theme song was playing on his speaker and he goes, oh, do you know what this song is? And I go, no. And he's like, guess, guess what anime it is. Yes. And he's like, you might find your answer around the corner. So I kind of like look around the corner at this shelf. He was going to fuck you. Um, get in line. <laughs> uh, and there were a bunch of anime figures. And I was like, oh, is it? Oh, is it One Piece? No. Oh, uh, is it Bleach? No. And I guess like three other things. And he was getting really upset. And he's like, are you going out of your way not to say it? Oh, <laughs> it's just like Jesus Christ! Wow, uh, I forgot what the choice. anime was, but yeah. I was like, "Yeah, again, I'm a casual. I don't watch anime." And he goes, "Well, that's like one of the most casual shows ever. Like, how have you not seen that?" What was like, it? I don't know. Okay. I don't. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Um, and I actually, I mean, we're we're recording in a room full of of pop. It, uh, you could pop potentially and, run your own yeah. thrift store in and here. a lot of this stuff is from japanese media yeah. it's not like i'm trying to there are people out there who don't really know the difference between cartoon and anime or maybe it weirds them out they don't watch it what's the difference it, what i'm saying is if i don't know what the anime is and i'm trying to when something's popular i try to have a general knowledge on it and if i don't know it then it's not casual sure because i'm like the gatekeeper keeping the casuals from (laughs) the pro that's like me i'm like in the anime purgatory (laughs) um when you've watched just enough anime to consider to consider yourself a fan that that's where that's where i am okay Nime. um do you know do you know your anime I probably know more anime than you. Oh, that was a Green Day joke. Oh, I don't listen Do to Green Day. You can geek you. You can gatekeep me you from Green Day. Anime. So you know. Um. So that happened. Uh, what else? I found a Waluigi T-shirt. I like. It was that an officially shirt. licensed Nintendo product, and it was in a Spencer's at the mall. It says Waluigi time, and it's got a big little Waluigi with his fist out. It's pretty fun. It was great. Um, I'm glad that they have official Waluigi merchandise. Yeah. Uh, what a, what a time. What a consolation prize for not being in Smash. Yeah, he gets a T-shirt. He gets a T-shirt. Wow. Nice. Progressive. Brave. Um, I also discovered Reddit. That is, the more I put brain power into thinking about it, the less that I understand it. Okay, so I I knew what Reddit was. Yeah. I've always known what Reddit was. I've but, always known. Uh, and my friends use it, and, you know, they, they show me memes and stuff from it, but it was never something to where it was practical for me to have, and I just saw it as another thing of social media, another branch of social media. Um. But I finally, um, when 
I hit I hit a huge chunk of free time and there was not a lot of things to do, so I made an account. And I didn't realize that Reddit is like Twitter, but you can really, really, really go down and like specify what exactly you want to see yeah. everyone talking about. Yeah. And that's an I didn't know that it was that in depth that I could have a full channel full of just people talking about collecting Jaws merchandise. Yeah. Oh. That's crazy to me. It's just it the whole thing is just full of niche communities. Yeah. So yeah. Reddit's great. Um I wish I had hopped up hopped on well, I don't know. Uh, I feel like I'm more responsible now and I could use this power for good. Uh, <laughs> had I had access to this before, who knows yeah. how may, I may have turned out. But yeah, Reddit's great. And that's another development. That's wonderful. Yeah. And I will toss the baton back to you. Thanks. Because I feel like I've been talking for days. Uh, not for days, but maybe Hours. for minutes. Minutes. I wonder how many, um, what is the, what is the average lifespan of a dragonfly? Like six or seven hours? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I ask as if you know, like yeah. as if that's information that everybody knows. I, I, I don't know. Um, I remember reading something that dragonflies that die every couple. Short. Like they, they are born and they die in less than a day. I am confirming this. They live for six months. <laughs> what? 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 Look up an insect that dies in a couple of hours. Okay. Let's look, 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 let's look this up. Because I remember hearing about one thing that... Uh, mayflies. Insects like the mayfly is known to only survive less than 24 hours as adults. But their death doesn't happen on their birthday. When still under development, the young mayflies spend a really long time underwater. If allowed to live, no insect dies of natural reasons within a day. And that's from Cura. Cura? Cura. Cura. Q-U-O-R-A. Cura. Interesting. Yeah. Well, anyways, what I was getting at is I wonder how many insects died in the amount of time that I was talking. This is a fun a thought to have, a nice <laughs> thought exercise for everyone out there who wants something to think about. There you go. Yeah. I wonder how many people died while you were talking. I was going to say that, but I'm trying to tone down the... <laughs> Morbidity? Yeah, of just... <laughs> you know, that I'm turning over a new leaf. Animal Crossing new leaf. Wow. There's no new Animal Crossing news. That was just a connection that I made. There is two things of Pokemon news. Tell me more. Tell me more. So... <laughs> The Uniqlo Pokemon t-shirts have launched. They are officially oh, available for purchase. Swiggity swooty. I'm coming for that Pokemon booty. Yeah. Pokey booty. The second news is a little more somber. Now, you'll hear why in a second when, when you read it. 
do you remember when we talked about Game Freak potentially not including all of the beautiful pocket monsters inside of the next addition to the game series, Pokemon? Oh boy, oh boy, I sure do, Brian Sullivan. Well, worry no longer, because <laughs> Junichi Masuda, who I believe is the game designer and producer he works at game he's the director right i don't know he does a lot of stuff he's very important here's his statement on bringing back the national decks thank you all to all of our fans for caring so deeply about pokemon recently i shared news that some pokemon cannot be transferred to pokemon sword and pokemon shield i've read all your comments and appreciate your love and passion for pokemon just like all of you, we are passionate about Pokemon, and each and every one of them is very important to us. I don't know. <laughs> After so many years of de- developing the Pokemon games, this was very difficult. This was a very difficult decision for me. I'd like to make one thing clear: even if a specific Pokemon is not available in Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, that does not mean it will not appear in future games. The world of Pokemon continues to evolve. The Galar region offers new Pokemon to encounter trainers to battle, and adventures to embark on. We are pouring our hearts into these games, and we hope you will look forward to joining us on this new journey. Okay, do you want to open up your thoughts first, or do you want me to jump Uh, right in? Well, I have a lot of thoughts. I feel... I think a lot of people have a lot of thoughts. I am glad that this was confirmed, rather than like kind of just sitting out in the air you mm-hmm. know, until the next game. So I'm glad that there was a statement made. I think that's good. Um, but overall, I'm disappointed. Not not in the sense that I'm, like, mad at them. I'm just sad that, you know, I won't have whatever weird fucking Pokemon I want to use, you know. Um, and there's also another thing I kind of want to talk about before you give me your thoughts. But something I've noticed, outrage culture... In general, people being upset about this news, people being upset with, you know, Game Freak for not including all the Pokemon. Um, There's a lot of... I I may have talked about this before, but it just... It really bothers me. There is a group of... Like, there there are people that have posted things that are just, you know, nice and sad, you know, to to not see all the Pokemon in the games. And then there's this counterculture of people who, instead of just a, like letting someone be upset about something or just letting them make a statement they decide to respond to their comments respond to their tweets whatever with this like vitriol like game freak is giving you so much they wouldn't be able to keep all the pokemon in there they wouldn't they're white knighting it just them yeah right and it's just it's so crazy to me and i i understand (laughs) and i get that this happens a lot uh i think in this particular situation it annoys me even more because i if someone's had a particular Pokemon for, you know, several years, they've played the game or whatever, and then all of a sudden it's not going to be... When you take things away from people, people get upset. And yeah. I think that's... This is the most understandable reaction, I, I think, feel like. Well, I think it's... it. I, I think I probably said this before um, in another episode, but it, it's it's a broken promise. Yeah. You've, you've made the Pokemon bank... Um, where you can upload your Pokemon into a server. Pokemon Home. With the promise yeah. that you will be able to transfer your Pokemon 
into other like into the future games sure. and people have been doing this for years people have used transfer cables and nintendo ds's with the game boy slot and the ds cartridge and people have been tra- that's like part of the fun of pokemon is like transferring them all there are charts and to say that you can't transfer all your pokemon is telling pokemon fans hey anybody who's new to the series right now literally cannot catch them all the whole concept of pokemon is catching them all and well, you cannot do that anymore you can catch them as all. of right now you can catch all of the galar region pokemon yeah and yeah. that's infuriating and i never i never transferred my pokemon between games like i would always because it's always an after story feature mm-hmm. so i would always beat the story have my already established team and if i want to be competitive and verse other people then i would transfer pokemon over yeah it doesn't really so i'm not really affected by this and the and the large scale yeah but i'm still mad for the other people who are affected by this and also just the novelty of knowing oh i can put my starter from pokemon diamond and pearl the best pokemon games into into sword and shield they're not the best but yeah they are we're not gonna do so part of the problem with this (laughs) is just i i feel like it's my personal opinion about these these changes. I would rather see work go into creating all of the Pokemon and lose lose other features such as Dynamaxing, which I don't find exciting currently. And I the game's either. not out, so it could be really cool. Who knows? But Probably won't be. I mean, yeah, just looking at it from this perspective, it doesn't look exciting or very different or, you know, it doesn't look challenging or not to sacrifice pokemon that you could have had and that that's more where i would have liked to see work go into it's not that i'm upset that game freak didn't do didn't just do extra work to complete this it's that i'm a little upset about where they prioritized it um and then also yeah i'm upset about people who instead of just letting someone be like hey i'm sad about this and i want to let the company know uh that i'm sad about this which is a totally reasonable thing we, I mean, we have to tell people that that's a healthy human thing to do to tell someone when something upsets you. Uh, and then, then yeah, there's just all these white knights who, uh, I guess, want to defend Nintendo so that they look like, or defend Game Freak, sorry, so that they look like true fans. I don't know. You know, it, it's just. I think it just gives ugh. them, it, it gives them a sense of worth. Like it makes them feel like they're a part of something like they're, you know, and that it's, it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. And also it's very frustrating that they would do that with this new game. It, I, there are a lot of people online who are speculating that, or, and I think it's very possible that, man, this is a really long build up and pause, like a lot of pauses here. I'm just, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm very heated uh, that people out there actually think that I think there's a lot of pressure for them to put out a Pokemon game every so-and-so years. And I feel Definitely, like this, yeah. all this is because they want to release that Pokemon game this year. Yeah. They announced it super early. They were like, it's coming out this year. Like it doesn't matter. Like um, yeah. what happens? It's going to release this year. It, they, at this point, it's damned if they do, damned if they don't. They can't re- they can't delay it now yeah. that people have seen it and they know its existence because um 
so they're going to get a huge well, backlash. They, they can't miss the holiday season. Yeah. I think it's kind of the bottom line. I'm sure Nintendo as like a it's whole coming out November. corporation yeah. is they need a big title to release this year and they're probably banking on Pokemon to be that. It's like that and Fire Emblem. I think Luigi's Mansion that's not going to be a huge that's like a yeah. That that's not going to be a system seller. It's Fire Emblem and Pokemon this year. Yeah. And they already had a big massive blow with postponing Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. So Pokemon needs to release this year. And I think that along with just the pressure of, all right, every three years we have to release a Pokemon game. That's that's a cycle. They need more time. And it makes sense because they keep adding Pokemon, they keep adding mechanics, and yeah. they're not working on a portable hard or they're working on like a home console. I yeah. It I takes mean, longer to make them. It it does. At the same time though, I feel like 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 my frustration. It's not that I want them to work harder or work extra. I just want to see priorities. I don't want to see... How do I phrase this? I think Mega Evolutions were wildly successful. And that's... Like, out of all the gimmicks they've done, Mega Evolutions and Alolan Pokemon forms are the two best... I'm right there with you, yeah. ...gimmicks in, in all of the Pokemon I games. think Alolan is the best, and then Mega that's, Evolution is a really close second. Yeah. Um, and then just trainer customization. Yeah. But in terms of those two gimmicks that, you know, in, in every Pokemon game, they <laughs> there is at least, you know, one or two kind of gimmicks that don't transfer over to the next, you know, game, wh- whether it be Pokemon contests or, you know, whatever, something similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is Dynamaxing and this is, you know, some other stuff like that, the Coliseum based stuff. And I, I just I would have rather seen more work go in a different place. Yeah. Um. I agree. I think, and I think your uh, your take on it is a lot more rational than mine. But I still think that the industry and the hardware is changing, and their current development cycle needs to change and evolve. Yeah, because they can't they can't keep getting they can't continue to go by the same way they've been doing it in the past couple of years. I yeah. uh, think the hardware has changed to a point where I feel like it it it's going to take longer to do things yeah. and it might and looking at it from the surface it might result in them taking things away that probably shouldn't. I also think it's worth noting part of my opinion is coming from or part of the reason I feel a certain way I we know that they have all the models for all the Pokemon. Yeah. Those exist. Now, it is my opinion because I'm not, I don't create these games and I, you know, I don't create games in general, but it's my opinion that these models, these assets for these Pokemon are more than likely, they would more than likely work in a different game. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. that's more of the frustrating part is knowing that they exist. I think the argument for not including, for, for not doing that, uh, not just like copy pasting you know assets over but they wanted each pokemon to have more uh personality show through with animations and such then do it on a fucking few of them and let you know what i mean i i don't get it because they do every fucking pokemon game they do the same shit with pikachu pikachu always has more work put into it it has like real voice acting or whatever and nothing else does you know what i mean it, yeah it's not like wildly bizarre to to do something like that where a few select Pokemon like the starters or something well, get love and then everything else just gets made. I don't know. 
Well, I always think, why not profit off of the work you're going... Like, if you're going to update all the models, why not profit from it? And I would say that making a remaster of the next two games in line to get remastered is Diamond and Pearl. Yeah. Why not make a remaster for Switch of Diamond and Pearl? Then you're updating all the assets from that, which would carry over to Sword and Shield, while also allowing you to sell two sets of Pokemon games. Which, like, to be fair, I don't know if that's 100% possible. Uh, There could be... um, there could be a reason, obviously, why they don't just do that. Well, yeah, that that would just be my... Sure, but from an outside perspective... Surface-level thinking. Yeah, yeah and I just want to be clear that we don't 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're not, we're yeah, not yeah, authorities. Yeah. Um, I just think making an HD remaster of games that have fewer Pokemon, that have fewer established... Like, you know, they remade Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. So that means the 151 yeah. Pokemon are already remade and ready to go for Sword and Shield. They could be in there, unless they would go crazy and decide to make the models for those Pokemon again. Well, so, so that's, that's kind of the thing, is even the ones like for Sun and Moon, even though it's on a 3DS, those the assets for those models, I mean, are more than likely... I, they more than likely have very high quality versions. Of I them. think they use those models for Let's Go. For Let's Go, so um, I mean, it, I remember there was a release where they were talking about all the models are future proof. Yeah, where they would work for the next several games. So that's um, kind of where I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> and that's like one of the bigger arguments for it. It's, yeah, it's messy, and I feel that it it's just an upper management thing. I guess you know whenever if you were in charge of a bunch of people and there was something that everybody wanted and you can't give it to them. Yeah. And I don't know if you've been in this situation, but you tell them, Hey, we can't do this. And you give them some bullshit reason. Yeah. And then they start looking into that and then they start tearing it to pieces and you're like, Oh, I shouldn't have given them anything. Right. I should have just stuck to my guns and said, no, it's not going to happen. And I feel like this is what they're doing right now. They're not, telling us why they're not going to give us a reason and if they give us a reason we're just going to tear it down right i think they're doing the right thing here Um, i think this last statement was the best because all this stuff about like oh like the models and stuff any excuse that especially when it's not nintendo coming up with it it's just going to get torn apart and it's also like uh in my opinion we're fucking smarter and not fucking harder like if if you're going to create stuff create it to be future proof like that but you can just use it in mm. in new new things no don't I, people keep they have this idea which is frustrating to see online people have this idea that the every single game they create the pokemon every single time i'm like that is not yeah efficient that is not i can almost guarantee you not what happens you know what i mean they don't just remake them reuse as every many things as time. possible yeah yeah um i don't know which is great because then you get more yeah um hashtag freaking what was it gold and silver hashtag bring back national decks what was it gold and silver you at the end of the game it's like oh well well congratulations oh, yeah. you beat the game you can explore all of kanto now yeah yeah um they, I, that I, I, would never happen now. No, I believe but, I read that that was kind of a, a. It was hard for them to do that. It wasn't easy. Yeah, no, that was that, that was a Christmas miracle. Yeah, was a Poke- it's just a very Pokemon cool thing. Um, yeah. But anywho, that I agree. I agree with what you're saying, and I still stick with what I said. 
um he's saying that it's not going to happen it's going to happen um it just means it's a lot less likely that it's going to happen at launch it will be patched there will be dlc story i I don't know there'll be like a story dlc that you can buy for the game i want to believe you yeah either an expansion dlc or a patch national decks will be added mark my words okay it's gonna happen what do i get if i because if if you're right well, i already I get threatened to eat decks. a 3ds so if y- it happens you'll eat a 3ds um i need to look up uh, i i think it would be i think i think i would be fine if i consumed a 3ds okay i think i'd be fine i don't think there's anything in there that w- is poisonous or lethal i mean probably like the metal well, yeah, but I don't think don't I don't think it would eat. be lethal. I don't think that would kill me. I mean, it might cut up your insides. Well, I mean, in this scenario, I'm thinking of. Have you seen Will It Blend? Yes. Yeah, just Will It Blend it to a 3ds and just Eesh, put that dust in like a milkshake, and I'll just chug it. Eesh. But this is a negative mindset. I need to talk as if because I mean I'm right. It's I won't have to eat a 3ds, but I will if I'm wrong. That's how confident I am. Well, Andy, it seems in my eyes, my current perspective, that one of my worst fears has come true. Santa isn't real. No, the Pokemon not being included in the game. <laughs> oh. oh, I thought you were starting a new no. thing. And I was like, man, this is just a horrible well, it was, bad news after bad news. It but... was an intro to our next segment. Oh, okay. Where we're talking today about childhood fears. Oh, okay. Spooky. Spooky. Ooky. Spooky. Ookie. We got spooks. We got gags. We got scares. We got screams. We're terrified of dragons blank so what are some of your fears um fears in general let's, yeah let's just get to know each other a little bit why don't you just tell me what a little are things bit that about, i'm scared of hey just tell me what you're scared of you know no reason i've seen us and yeah. that movie didn't scare me i didn't okay. think it was very scary at all um Cut to now. I saw it when it first came out. Cut to now, and that movie now terrifies me. Interesting. I have, in my living room, I have a huge window that covers the width of my entire living room. So I have to walk through the living room to get to the kitchen. And when it's nighttime, my roommate, it's like she goes out of her, it seems like she goes out of her way to leave all the blinds wide open (laughs) at night. Um so whenever I'm going to the kitchen to get something, all the lights are off. Everything's pitch black, but the moonlight illuminates the backyard ever so slightly. Mm. And I have to walk through this entire moonlit living room to get to the kitchen to get something. And I always think of us because I think about the family just holding hands outside of that cabin. And I just think about what I would do if I looked out that huge window and saw there were just people in the backyard staring at me spooked and they immediately start like sprinting to the sides and taking action is that like what would i do you'd probably just die and that just terrifies me do i do i run back do i stay in the kitchen do i turn the lights on do i use darkness as cover like what i don't know but that terrifies me my my fears as i got older turned into a lot less monsters and stuff and more of of just more of just people fight or flight it's like when you <laughs> other people it's like when you're at the zoo and it's you're looking through the whatever exhibit and at the very end there's like a 
lift up to see the most dangerous animal of all. And you lift it up and it's a mirror and it's humans. Ah. Honestly, humans are <laughs> fucking terrifying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what are you, what are you scared of? What am I scared of? I would say my pageant answer is probably spiders. Oh, well, that's spiders. I I just mean things that keep you up. Things that really make your, no, if like, yeah, no spiders fuck me up, man. Oh, wow. Uh, it comes and goes. Sometimes it's not so bad. Things that keep me up though. I often that uh, when you're describing the walking past the window kind of yeah. feeling that also gets me. I definitely experience that on a daily basis, like at night, uh, just walking anywhere where there are windows and darkness outside is just super weird. It's just that unknown, you know, you don't know what's out there or, you know, what if there is something out there, then what do you do? Um, I don't know if that's necessarily one of my biggest fears, but I am also afraid of, I had it on the tip of my tongue and now I don't afraid of aliens are also scary. I actually, now I'm just thinking about just being totally powerless. Just freaks me out. Just like aliens. Yeah. Like let's say that, you know, aliens exist. What, what, what are you going to do? There's nothing you could do. Yeah. They're just alien spaceships abducting, and you, you couldn't do anything about it. It's just, it's just a thing that happens. Yeah. That, yeah, it's freaky. Aliens, man. Aliens. I don't know. I, I think... I'm afraid of so much that it's hard to come up with like a precise answer on what exactly I'm afraid of. I actually wanted to make a video about this. About um, fear? Um, about things that Hollywood has turned into a fear. Mm. Like, let, let's start off broad and then get specific. Um, ghosts are scary. Demons are scary. Now let's get a little bit more specific. Sharks are scary. Uh, let, let's get a little bit more specific. Santa Claus is scary. Doll, children's toys are scary. Visiting oh. your grandparents are scary. Going camping in the woods is scary. Um, Superman's scary. Uh... Children's animatronics are scary. Um, clowns are scary. What else is something very innocent that uh, leprechauns are scary? Huh. Fairies are scary. Hey, you um, watch your mouth. What, <laughs> uh, what else we got? Uh, I will say, so I did think of it. Uh, well, you talked about this the other day because you told me Chucky scared you as a child. Yeah. And in response... I immediately felt like uh, there's a fear of it, it's such a bizarre like I don't, I've never found the right words to exactly describe it to someone but it's not dolls but dolls can be a pretty big component of this fear it is any humanoid shaped thing that is smaller that that is like a kind of very small size walking around and oftentimes, yeah, it's dolls. Sometimes it's like, you know, whatever, a yeah. fairy or something like that. Uh, but those things tend to terrify me the most because as if, like, as in your other scenarios, like, what the fuck do you do? A doll just, like, stands up and starts walking. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, I, 
I think my brain There's would actually break. a lot of things you could do. I mean, I'm also terrified of this, and, and I'll go into my story about this in a second, but yeah. realistically, you're so much bigger, unless they had a weapon. Well, that's the thing. So, like, they usually have weapons. Yeah. That's pretty big. Um, they usually have weapons, and then also they're usually so, like, they don't feel pain or whatever. They're really fast. They, the running. Oh, the running. I just imagine, in, picture in your brain. You know, your hallway. I'm already picturing it. Okay. And you now I'll picture just a little doll running across with a knife. Ah! Yeah, no. What? Just super low to the ground. One thing that scares me is, and I'll try to make this sound like... Like the pitter-patter? Like the scampering. This yeah. is a really fast, rapid, like... Like yeah. it's approaching really fast. Um, and I was having this conversation with a friend of mine, uh, and we... I don't know why, but we consistently fall back to this conversation every couple of years. And one of his fears is the things that crawl on the ceiling. Ooh. And they're like, yeah, that's like, a good imagine one. if you look up and there's like something crawling on yeah. the, just, ah, um, something that's humanoid, but it's yeah. all distorted. Um, but yeah, I think of, uh, with, with Chucky though, uh, yeah. or yeah, I saw the DVD cover as a kid and grocery shopping with my mom and that terrified me and i always avoided seeing the movie uh i I stayed up almost every night in third grade just terrified that that thing was going to kill me speculating on like the worst things that this thing could be and what it could do and all the other stuff i never seen any of the movies never read any of stories never i don't know anything about it just saw the cover uh been avoiding anything having to do with it forever and I finally saw the movie, and I'm really let down. It wasn't scary at all. Mm. Um, my, I've been psyching myself out for years, thinking about how horrible this thing is, and the practical effects in that movie, and just the the whole premise in general is so bad. Yeah. Um, that had I just watched the movie as a kid, I would not be scared today, yeah. or I wouldn't be scared. I wouldn't have been scared. Um, I, kind of the whole thing it has going for it, besides the campy stuff about the guy, you know, getting his soul trapped in the doll, and yeah. you know, besides all that, I mean, it is literally just a doll with a knife is why it's scary. Yeah, that's it. Yep. There's nothing else about it that's scary. It's just that there well, is a doll with a knife, and I think running it's, around. It's really sinister and scary. Yeah. You, have you seen the movie? Uh, a long time ago, yeah. Um, what's really sinister and scary is the fact that, um, or there's this, they're in a police station, and they're mm-hmm. talking to the kid or something, and finally the kid's like, he said he said he was going to kill me if I told anybody that he's alive, but he's alive, and the doll's just like lifeless in the background. And that yeah. was really freaky. Just the kid saying, oh, this doll did this and told me this and said and has been watching me and all this other stuff. Yeah. You don't see the doll doing these things, yeah. but you hear the kid saying it, and that's, oh yeah, oh man, that yeah. is, uh, that is several layers of just horrifying. But if like if you think about it too, if that situation happened in real life, uh, I mean, you would think the kid was just like, you wouldn't necessarily think. Obviously, you're going to see the movie, so you know that the doll is, like, fucked up and there's something going yeah, on with it. Yeah. But in real life, like, if a kid just said something about a doll like that, you'd be like, well, that's fucking creepy, but, like, all right. 
Um, well, I think we had whenever I we were talking about Chucky before in the office, you said something similar, and I understand, and uh, I don't want to be that guy to ruin your <laughs> example, but I'm going to be. I feel like I'm the one person on this planet who, if a child oh, was you're like, so special. oh, this doll is saying is going to kill me, I'd be like, man, I don't believe you, you're crazy, whatever, and then I would get into my car and then I would just start driving because <laughs> I can't let the doll know that I know it's real. Yeah. Uh, it's alive. Well, so here's the but, twist. The doll's in the car already and he's stabbing Just your like seat. the movie. Yeah. Oh, man. That was freaky. You fucked up. Was, he's strangling you. No. Stabbing you. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Why am I dying? <laughs> but then something. No, no. If you're, in a, if you're a character enough to be around this child and he's telling you, you got to die. No, because yeah. I feel like the only because he tried to kill the mom, but only when the mom was about to throw the doll into the fire and the mom was <laughs> screaming at this thing, like trying to. Oh, another thing about the original Chucky movie is it's kind of campy, cheesy. It's not very good, but there are a couple scenes in it that are actually really good. Yeah. The scene where she's throwing the box away mm. and then the batteries fall out of the box and hit the floor after the doll had been talking the whole movie. Yeah. That like. Well, that that is good filmmaking in the sense that of was like just good storytelling. It's good storytelling because you're showing, feel. not telling, which is is pretty. And then the mom imperative. picks it up, and then she looks over at the doll, and the doll's looking at her. Yeah. And it was at that moment when both the doll and the mom knew, like, yeah. it is just like, oh no, <laughs> um, that was, yeah, the dolls. They still freak me out, but after watching Chucky, I was just like, nah. Yeah. Nah, I, I actually really enjoy it. I need to see... I've been reading the articles about the other movies, and I can't believe there's like six or seven of these things. I'll, That's great. They're so like Rocky I, movies. I watch horror movies, but I don't like to do it necessarily alone. Uh, oh, I hate watching them alone. Yeah, and, but I do have this weird proclivity where... Proclivity? Proclivity. That's the oh, word, word of the word day. Of the day. Uh, I have this weird thing where I like to, and I, I don't think it's weird in the sense that it's unique to me. I think a lot of people do this, but it's like just a weird thing that I do. I read the Wikipedia plot synopsis of scary movies that I don't necessarily like. I'm a little too scared to like watch right now, but like I want to know what happened and how people, the, how the people died or whatever. Like I want to read it. Mm. What was spooky? I'll, I want to know the story without having to be spooked. I'll do that. Like I did that with all the Chucky movies after I watched the first one. Yeah. Um, I have to be. I have to have watched at least one of the movies to read the plots about the I other don't. ones. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I've mostly done this with Final Destination, and oh, uh, you gotta watch the YouTube compilations of all their deaths. Those oh, are the... so that's I. I can't do that. I just feel so empathetic to people. Oftentimes, die like. I, I just I place myself in their shoes so much that it's like gut wrenching for me to watch these things oftentimes. So I'm like, I can't sometimes. I just can't. Mm. Yeah, I can't really think of any horror movies that have really gotten to me. Other uh, than... I, I can't watch Saw, not because I'm like scared of it, but it's that same feeling of like, it makes me feel hopeless. Uh, because you know they're in the trap and then i'm immediately imagining myself in the same trap what would i do oh would i cut out my own fucking eyeball oh, saw yeah i just i i can't do it it makes me feel so sick yeah um 
Yeah, I agree. I think horror movies, I usually don't understand how scary the concept is until I'm alone after the movie. Yeah. Um, cause and you're walking past that window. You, you It really <laughs> hits you when you find yourself thinking about that movie at long after you've watched it. Most horror movies I don't really give any thought to, uh, but there's like a very select few that I just think about. Um, have you seen Oculus? Uh, no, but I believe I've watched a review on it or something. In this movie, there's a demon that's inside of a mirror. Mm-hmm. And it's just that that movie really. Oh, yeah, that was another thing. Mirrors are scary. Um, <laughs> there's several movies about mirrors. Yeah. Uh, being in the dark, scary. Yeah. And also being in the light is also scary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Step step parents are scary. Uh orphans are scary orphans yeah uh yeah so there's just so many things that are scary i don't know where i was going but i just went back to that other thing um i want to make a full video just saying what they've made scary just everything yeah they've ever done uh yeah nuclear, go for it nuclear fallout scary yeah. birds are scary yeah. um weather scary tv scary the internet scary um well, with that, it looks like we've run out of time. <laughs> yeah, I'll have my full in-depth list in the next episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed our podcast today. This was Desk Pop. And it still is, and always will be forever. Yeah, but it was. It, 